Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. I'm Nancy Shaddock from the American Council of the Blind in Minnesota, and I'm the membership chair. And tonight we're doing this call on um, golfing for the blind. And Kurt Jones is going to be presenting on this topic. So um, if you're, if Kurt Jones, if you're on, you can take it away. <laughs> Talk to us about golfing for blind. Um, who has the uh, phone number? Would he have come in on a phone? Um, he might sir, have. You'll need to unmute um, if you're. Okay, if, am I am I unmuted now? Yes. Are you? Okay, yeah, I'm on a phone. I'm on a phone. Okay, and your name is. Kurt Jones. Okay. Kurt. Kurt? Yeah. Kurt Jones. Mom here, but okay. here to talk about golf. Yep. Oh. Golfing for the bl so, for blind people, yeah. Okay, well, yeah, you're on. So I, okay, all right, thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm still not used to all this uh, Zoom stuff. So, um, yeah, hi, thanks for having me. My name is Kurt Jones, and I'm going to talk about blind and visually impaired golf tonight. I like to make that distinction because it's, a lot of times people call it blind golf, and it's not all blind golf. It's not blind and visually impaired. And I guess what I like, if anybody has any questions, I don't know if you can just shout them out as we go. Uh, feel feel free. Um, how many people are we talking to here tonight? Any, any idea? I'll be able to tell you in just a minute. I think there's about 10, but yeah. 12. Okay. All right. I may know I'm, I may know some of them even. Um, okay. Uh, the USBGA, which is the United States Blind Golf Association, is 76 years old this year. It's been around that long. And it started out of World War II with, with soldiers that came out of the war that had lost their vision. They needed to have, you know, wanted to have something to do. Uh, I'm sure I'm not, I don't know for sure, but some were probably golfers before the war and, uh, they wanted to keep playing. So they developed the United States blind and golf association. And, uh, two of the originals were, uh, Charlie Boswell. He's out of, he was out of Alabama and Joe Lazario. He was out of Massachusetts. Uh, they're both dead now. Uh, Joe's daughter is still very active in the organization. She's our secretary, Lynn Lazario. Um, and anyway, like I said, it's been around for 76 years and it started out with just totally blind individuals, uh, which we can now call B1s. Uh, and that was that way until about 2003, 2004 somewhere in there, and the population of the, of the B1 started to go away. We just, they, they started losing membership. Uh, so they decided they had, in order to keep the organization going, they had to open it up to visually impaired. 
which they did. And now we have uh, about 60 people, I believe, in the organization. Um, not all active. You know, most, I say, as on like our national tournament, we have an average of about eh, 36, 37 people. And our regional tournaments usually have about 15, 16, something like that. Um, and we are divided now into, into three categories, B1, B2, and B3. And that's all determined on what your visual acuity is. Uh, B3s are the folks that can see the most, and they, they have to have a 2,210 20, 20, 20, up to 2,600 acuity. And B2s have to be 2,600 up to being able to uh, count fingers. That makes a B2. B1s are totally blind or have no useful vision at all. They can, I guess, you know, see light, but they can't have any useful vision. And that's what B1s are. That's what I am. And uh, we have, like I say, we have about 60 people. And I would say we probably have, uh, I don't know the breakdown. I would say 12 B1s, 12 to 15 B1s, and the rest are a combination of B2 and B3s. Um, and we all play together. We don't, you know, we don't put the B1s together into B2s and the B3s. We have two forms of, one, I want to make, point out one thing, a couple things first. The one, the one great thing about um, blind golf is, and I'm going to say blind golf, but I really mean blind visually impaired. Blind golf is that you don't need any adaptive equipment. You know, I don't know if, you, if there's anybody here that has played beat ball, or does there do play beat ball? You know, you have to have a, you have to have a, um, audible ball and audible bases. Uh, goal ball, you have to have an audible ball. Uh, blind darts, you have to have a, a audible dartboard. So blind golf is one of the very few that you, you you need no adaptive equipment at all. You can just go out and play. All you need is someone to coach you, and I'll get into that a little bit. Every player, when we go to a tournament, has to have a has to have a coach, and basically the coach's job is to a drive the cart when you go around, and help you line up your shot. That's all they do. Uh, they can't touch the ball other than when they're teeing, teeing you up. But once you're on the golf course, you know out on the course they can't touch the ball. All they do is put the club down where behind the ball for you, tell you you know turn right, turn left a little bit. They might give you the distance on how far you have to go to get to the green. And the rest is up to the golfer to just, you know, swing and hope you hit it. <laughs> we have two versions of uh, golf. Uh, we have, you can play stroke. If anybody here uh, is familiar with golf, you know, you go out and you play stroke and you, you want to get a low score because you want to get the ball in as um, quick as possible. Uh, and you got to play that ball and, and on that particular hole until you get it in we also have stable for and i'm not going i'm not going to go into all stable for how it works but basically basically what it is is uh depending on your handicap you have so many shots to get the ball in the hole and after that after you've used up that many shots it's usually around seven or eight somewhere in there if you don't get it in you pick the ball up and you go on to the next hole and you don't get any points for that hole that's what 
most people play when they first come in. There's, we have we have a lot of Stableford players, and we have a lot of stroke players. But when we get brand new players, and we recommend play Stableford, unless unless you played golf before and you you know have experience doing it, uh, I play Stableford because I've I've only been playing five years, and I'll get into that in a few minutes. Um, but uh, we have right now for this year we have. Well, five tournaments. Um, one we just got done with, and we don't all go to all the tournaments because they get expensive. Because uh, you got to get, you know, you got to fly there, and uh, once you're there, um, for the most part, you know, your the players' uh, hotel is taken care of through. We raise money for each tournament. Uh, we just had one in Georgia, Columbus, Georgia, at the end of March. Our next one is in Oklahoma, end of May. And then we have an invitational uh, guiding eyes tournament out in New York to help raise money for the guiding guys dog school. Um, and then Colorado in the end of June. And then um, our national tournament in Florida in the end of September. Um, how I got involved was um, I had heard about blind golf years ago. I used to play beat baseball back in the 80s. And a good friend of mine who was on our team played on played blind golf back then, and he talked about it, and I thought, well, that'd be kind of fun to do, but I never did, which is fine because you know at that point I was working and raising a family, and uh, it, you know to be honest, golf can be an expensive hobby, so I couldn't couldn't have been wouldn't have been able to afford it anyway. So. Um, about five years ago, back in 2017, I retired. Yeah, more than that, no, 26 years ago. 2017, I retired, and my wife and I moved up northern Minnesota, up by Battle Lake, Minnesota. And one day, a friend of mine was up that I went to high school with. We had been, we remained good friends since high school. We graduated in 1974. And he was up here visiting, and we were looking for something to do, we, you know, uh, so he said, let's go out, just, let's just go out to the driving range and hit the ball a little bit. We'd never done it. So we went out there and it worked out pretty well. And I got to talking to him. His name is Perry Newis. So we got to talk and I said, Hey, uh, you know, they have a, they have a blind golf tournament every year. We should check into that. So we came home, got on the computer and realized, wow, they have a lot of tournaments. This is a big organization. I, I thought that, you know, years ago, I thought they just had the one tournament. And we made some phone calls, called up uh, at that time, uh, who's now a good friend of mine, Dick Pomo. Uh, he lives down in Arizona, and he got us involved, or he told us how to get involved. Um, that was, like I said, summer of 2017. And so the following year, 2018, we went to our first tournament in uh, – Arizona uh, in April. Um, went to the national tournament after that in uh, Las Vegas uh, in in the fall. And at that time, I decided, uh, well, I've always been one. If I'm going to be in an organization, I want I like to get involved. So I ran for the um, for the board and won won a board position. I've been on the board since then. And I just got the bright idea. Hey, let's have, we should have a tournament up in Minnesota. This, you know, this looks like fun. So we, 
got permission from the organization to have a, have a tournament in, up in Fergus Falls, Minnesota. Uh, we started raising money for it and getting it all going all right then. Following your COVID hit and everything, all the tournaments were canceled. Everything, there was absolutely nothing going on. So I had to put my tournament on hold for a year. So in 2021, we had our first tournament up here in Fergus Falls. It was very, very successful. I think we had uh, 16 golfers. And we did it one more year. We did it last year. Uh, and two years of it was enough. I didn't want to do it a third year. My wife didn't want to do it a third year. Because, um, you know, her. she always said it's like putting on a wedding when you put on a tournament. Because you got to plan the meals, plan the transportation, plan everything. So, uh, and I, I don't think anybody should do more than two tournaments in a row anyway. Let somebody else do it. Spread it around a little bit. So that's where we are. Uh, that's, you know, that's my, that's, that's, that's blind golf. And what's, what's, I've always told when I, when we were out raising, uh, raising money, I always, we'd go to Lions clubs and, uh, different organizations. And I always started out that everybody in the room knows somebody who is visually impaired or blind. I don't care if it's your uncle Bob, if it's your neighbor, if it's your grandpa, if it's a friend of a friend, but everybody knows somebody who is visually impaired. And our goal is to get them off the couch, especially if they're uh, newly blind, get them up, they, you know, let you, cause everybody here knows uh, a lot of people, they, they lose their sight and they go home, sit on the couch and say, Oh, woe is me. I have nothing left in my life. Well, this is an opportunity for people to, you know, get up, get outside, meet people, socialize because, you know, blind golfers are just like every other golfer. We go out and play our game, come back to the clubhouse and have a couple beers, lie about our game and give each other crap about their game. That's what we do. And, you know, just like everybody else does. And uh, it's a great way for kids to get involved because uh, we all know uh, visually impaired kids don't get involved as much as they should. Uh, we, we hold clinics at most of our tournaments for, uh, for uh, blind, visually impaired kids to come out and meet golfers, learn how to play the game a little bit. Um, and we have golfers in our organization, uh, from age of 18 and our oldest one right now, active. And he plays, I mean, active, he plays in every, during every tournament. Uh, he's 91 and he, and he still shows up in place. Um, he's, his name is John Casolo and he's from Connecticut. And when I first met him, he was 86, I think. And he told me that that year he had, or the year before he had just quit downhill skiing because he just felt he was getting too old to do it. That's how active he is. So our goal is to get people active. Now, if they want to join our organization, great. If they don't, fine. But just at least get up and we will gladly help you out any way we can to learn the game. Uh, in Minnesota now, we have... Um, about four, four or five players right now that since over the last couple of years, we've, we've grown, uh, picked up a few and I have a couple, I want to get involved this, this spring. I want to take out and, and give them and give it a whirl with them. Um, you, if, if anybody is interested in joining or getting to know, know the game, don't rush. We always tell them don't run out and buy a bunch of equipment. Uh, if, if you think you might like it, go to like a 
Goodwill or something like that, pick up a few clubs, cheap, go out and try it. If you like it, then start investing in, in equipment and stuff because, you know, the equipment can be expensive. Or or go to a um, go to a um, um, golf course and talk to uh, the golf pro. Most of them. When I when I first joined, I went to the Pebble Lake Golf Course in in Fergus Falls, and I met the the manager there. He didn't, I didn't know him from Adam. He didn't know me. And I walked in and I said, uh, "Would you be interested in teaching me golf?" Well, he was a little surprised. He'd never had never heard of um, blind golf, so he said, yeah, we made a date for the next week. When I came back, he had gone on online, looked at it, and, um, you know, found out what, it's, what it was all about. And we've been good friends since then. Saw him today for the first time since last fall I went into the golf course. Um, and that, and that's, that's another thing. You find someone that, that, that will teach you how to play. Because everybody has their own, own way of doing it. Um, but like I said, everybody knows somebody that could that probably could benefit from from this organization. Um, when I first joined, my family used to have a golf outing every year up in Little Falls, Minnesota, where they my cousins and my brothers would they get together and they'd play golf. Well, I never I never participated until I learned until I started this. Then I went up there and, and I participated just like they did that and that's the great thing about the game. You don't have to you you can, you know, go out and play with your friends or your neighbors or your relatives or whatever. You don't like I said earlier, you don't need a special equipment or anything. All you need is someone to help you line up your shot. That's all you need. Um that's kind of in a in a you know, thumbnail my my version of blind golf and what what it's meant to me. I mean, the organization of you come into the tournaments and the people are friendly. It's the most one of the most friendly organizations I've ever been involved with. It probably is the most friendly organization. And I've been in a lot, involved with a lot of organizations over the years through my kids and everything else. But they they welcome you when you come in the door like you're a long lost friend and you don't know anybody, but you'll you'll they make sure you get to know them pretty quick. Um, so that's kind of what I have. If anybody has questions, I'll gladly answer any questions or whatever you want to know. If I know the answer, if I don't, I'll make one up. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, Tim Hill from the third world state of West Virginia. And uh, I have a question about what type of balls you are allowed to use. I mean, are you allowed to use like the light up golf balls that they use for night golf? Um, I have very low vision, and well, that's where your coach comes in. So, no, you wouldn't need those. You wouldn't need those. You just use regular golf balls. That's where your coach comes in. You hit the ball, and he tells you where it went. Then you go find it with him. Um, you jump in the cart and drive down to where you hit it. But is it is it legal to use the light-up golf balls? Or? I've, I, you know, I'll be honest, I don't know. I've never, I've never, I've never known anyone that has used them. I'm sure people have. But... Either way, you'd still have to have a coach if you, if you, if you were uh, playing in, our, in, in the organization. The other thing is I have, I 
have trouble seeing, of course, seeing the hole. Would would it be legal to set a flashlight down beside the hole? Because I could probably see the light and would know. You know, that's a good question. Again, no, I've never, I've, I've never, I've never known anybody to do that because because they rely on their 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 person to tell them how far it is. Now, a lot, a lot of times, what I'll do is I'll since I'm totally blind, I'll have my coach you know, tap the pin in the hole, the flag, so I can judge the distance. But he'll say, you know, my guy will tell me, uh, well, you're 10 feet out, you're 20 feet away. You know, how you take the club back about three, four inches and, um, you know, hit it from there. Um, I think you wouldn't want to put a flashlight down because it could, you know, deflect your ball. Uh, if it went around the cup or over the cup, I don't, I don't think you could put a flashlight down. But I've never been asked that. I I'll have to check that out. But I don't I don't think so. Because it'd be a foreign object on the on, on the green. Yeah. Okay, we don't have any more raised hands, and I I I want to remind everyone if you do have a question to please raise your hand. But right now we don't uh, have any hands raised. Okay. I have. Uh, can I give the? Uh, um, if anybody's interested in joining, the phone number to to join or whatever you know, whatever or who, who to contact. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that'd be okay. Good. Uh, her name is uh, our membership uh, uh, chairman is Sheila Drummond, and she lives in Pennsylvania, and her number is five seven zero. Three eight six five four one four, or uh, if 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 you like, you can they can call me and I can you know get them started. And uh, my number is six one two seven five one sixty five ninety one, or you can email me and I'll. Uh, but uh, go online and look at uh, go just go to Bob. Um, blindgolf.com google blindgolf.com and you'll find all kinds of uh stories and videos and uh all sorts of things like that uh, on there more information you go out than you want but like i say if somebody if if somebody here if you're not interested think if there's anybody else that is that you know that may be interested in if they're in maybe not in joining us as a member but um it's a hundred but i never mentioned this it's a hundred dollars a year to be a member uh, and each tournament that you go to usually costs about a hundred bucks to, to go to the tournament, and then most of your other expenses are taken care of. Um, but um, if if they're interested in learning the game, give us a contact. You know, give us a call, and we can find them a, a contact in probably in the area that they live in because we're all over the country. And uh, you know, we can we can get them started somehow. Okay, we have a raised hand now. You do. Janet. Hi, Kurt. This is Janet. I'm so sorry I wasn't here at the beginning of the call when you got on. And I looked at the time and I said, oh, my goodness, I was supposed to be there to make sure that your phone number got in. But everybody took care of you. So very good. Thank you for coming and joining us. Um, I missed the first part of your call. But my question is, 
is there a league in since many of us i know this is the call from we've got people from all over the place but is there a league in the twin cities we're not a league that we have people down there okay, that, that do. uh, okay. yeah yeah uh we have i don't know if i can give names or not but i know uh uh, you don't have to give names, but just there okay. are some people down here who are. Yeah, yeah, it. there. And I want to. I, I live up northern in northern Minnesota. Well, I want to. If if people are interested in in, in Minnesota, I want to come down and and do a golf day down there sometime this summer with the people that are already members and anybody new that wants to wants to learn it. I is is what I'd, I'd like to do. And I'm going to do some golf with uh, uh, state services for the blind people. This summer sometime, we're going to go out and play some golf. A uh, couple of directors out there and uh, former directors and whatnot. So, um, yeah, we have, uh, we have, we're, we're in pretty much, I won't, I won't say every state in the United States, but a good, a good chunk of them. Well, that's good to know. Thank you so much. Yeah. Any others? Oh. Not so far. They're all sleeping. I put them to sleep. <laughs> no, you did not. You did a great job. Any anything else you'd like to let us know about? Um, no. I you know, like I say, just uh, it's a great way to get involved with people, and instead of sitting at home watching TV or yeah. playing on the computer all the time, it's it's a Good sport to get. Unfortunately, in Minnesota, we have uh, about two weekends a year that we can play. <laughs> yeah, we're already a month late, and uh, you know a lot of a lot of the organizations. There's a bunch down in Florida and southern part of the states, and uh, they they play year round. And uh, you know they don't. I got to explain to them we don't play up here until beginning of May until that we're done by October. Yeah. But thank God we have simulators now we can go to in the winter time. If we want to play bad enough. Okay. Well, let's this see. Is... Yep, Tim Hill has his hand up. All right. Yeah, you said that uh, a lot of the expenses uh, for the tournaments are covered. What about for the uh, for your coach that goes with comes with you? Well, you can okay. Like um, flights are, are 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 not covered. You got to get there. You know, if you fly or drive, you got you're on your own for that. When you get there, the coaches they usually have. Well, you get a hotel room. You get one room. Your coach can either stay with you or, like I do, we like to have our separate room. So I'll, I'll pay for my coach's room. Uh, I don't know. And other people, everyone does it differently. Uh, a lot of them have their coach. If their wives don't go or whatever, stay with them. Um, the meals they usually have a what they, what you call a welcome dinner and a awards night dinner. And those those are those those are covered for the coach. And um, your golf is covered. You know, um, of course, the coaches don't play golf; they just coach. But your golf is also covered. Your 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 rounds of golf each day. Except maybe we usually have, usually it's usually like a three-day event, and we you, the first day is a practice round, and lots of times, um, sometimes 
those are covered. Sometimes the players have to pay for those, but your actual competition rounds are paid for by the organization. That's usually, you know, I don't want, you know, different, different states, different uh, golf courses had different prices, but an average is like 45 to 55 bucks or, or, um, for a round of golf. Um, and that, and that includes the cart, but yeah, the coaches meals are paid for that are designated, um, you know, two, usually two meals. And, um, if they stay with the, you know, they can stay with the player in their room if they want, or you can work it out somehow with the coach. Okay. I think we've got a convert from West Virginia who wants to go golfing. Oh, I, I used to play golf years ago. When my eyesight was was a little bit better, and I still have all my equipment and everything. Well, there you go. You're ready to go. Yeah, I go to the driving range with my son-in-law. Okay. Well, there you go. You're ready to play again. I'm... I still don't have any more raised hands. All right, well... I, well, th- th- this is Nancy. I I can't quite figure out how to do a raised hand, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> that's okay. We're we're taking care of that. Sure. Uh, I I'm curious. Um, is there a certain place that in like in the Twin City area that people you know like these people that you mentioned do it that they go to to do that, or you can just do it anywhere? Just go anywhere, any you know, any any golf course. As long as you don't, you know, you don't want to go on like uh, during while well, they're having leagues. But yeah, you can go find out when they have open tee times, and you give them a call and say, "I'd like to set up a tee time for blah blah blah, whatever." And um, you know, go out with you and you and a uh, you and a coach and just play. A lot of times, what what I when I first started, they'll they'll when you go to a golf course if it's a real real busy day, they'll they'll team you up with like two or three other people and that you don't know. And I didn't, I didn't like that at first cause I didn't want to slow anybody up. Uh, now it doesn't bother me so much, but or, or at all really, but, um, your best bet, what you should do just to see if you like it is first go to, just go to a driving range at the golf course and get a bucket of balls and, um, and, um, you know, uh, go from there. He just, you know, and then get on the golf course eventually. And, uh, um yeah you can go to any golf course though then as long as you know and um, they'll 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 let you play i know down there um the the people that play down there they i don't even know where they all play i know one plays out in white bear lake i think i'm not sure where else they play in the twin cities okay okay All right, we have another raised hand, and it is Judy. I know Judy. If it's Judy I'm thinking of. You'll need to unmute, and that will be Alt-A on a PC or Command-Shift-A on a Mac. And we are showing you still as Tom slash Judy Messina. That's Judy Messina. She's a member. Okay. Um, she's the only one with her hand up at the moment. Um, we'll, we'll give you a little bit more time here, Judy, to unmute. 
Okay, sorry. There you go. There she so, is. There's Judy. Hi, Kurt. Sorry about that, you guys. Right, I was going to. I was going to say, um, down in the Twin Cities, for people who are golfing in the Twin Cities area here, I started at one point with the Adaptive Golf League from uh, Courage Kenny. Um, they've got a golf league in the Twin Cities area that uh, they've got uh, courses at Braemar, at Island Lake. I noticed now they might be starting one in um, Stillwater at Oak Glen. I'm getting information on that one, but I started a few years ago there and they have people with all different disabilities, not as many people who are necessarily blind, visually impaired, but it is set up for people with disabilities. So for someone who is starting out or wants to have a little more time in an adaptive kind of a league, that might be another avenue to try in the Twin Cities area if you wanna try that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I mean, I I don't just I don't just golf at those courses anymore. But I mean, it is a nice, it's a maybe a more comfortable way for someone who's starting out. Yeah, she doesn't have to anymore. She's a pro now. <laughs> not 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 true. <laughs> no, I do enjoy the game, and you will not find a better group of people to be around. That's for sure. The the United States Golf Blind Golf Group is a wonderful, wonderful group of people. And we need more women. So any women who'd like to golf, please yes. join in. We do. We do. I think we have, oh, I think we only have, help me out, Judy, three or four active women right now in, in the, yeah. in, in the organization. And we do need, we do need more women. And um, yeah. that doesn't sound good to say it that way, but. <laughs> we would um, enjoy having more women join us. We would en encourage more women to join the organization. Yes. There, there you go. Um, it's not just well, a man's sport. Yeah, one thing I, I didn't mention we have you know we have the USBGA and we're we're a part of what's called the IBGA, which is the International Blind Golf Association, and they have tournaments all over the country. We had a, we had a three or two, well we had three people that just went over to South Africa and played in a tournament in March, and they have Canada has two or three tournaments a year that we can play in if we want to. Uh, Spain's has, Spain has tournaments. Uh, one friend of mine is going to the Canary Islands in, I think, February to play. Um, so they, there's tournaments all over the world if you want to, but uh, I'm not that good, so I don't, I'm not going to spend the money to go play in, uh, in, that, in Ireland. But they do come over here uh, We in the, in the spring. The tournament that we just had for, in um, – Georgia, it's the U.S. Um, open, U.S. Blind Open, and we that that's, that opens it up to uh, the uh, um, different countries. And lots of times we'll get players from Ireland or Scotland, uh, Canada, and South Africa. They'll come over and play in one of our tournaments, um, and that's interesting to meet. You know, it's a good way to meet meet other people from you know around the world as well. So you meet a lot of people and you get involved with 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 golf. Okay, we have another raised hand, and it belongs to Stephanie Watts. Hi, Kirk. Thank you so much for the presentation. And so I uh, am from California, Northern California, and um, wondered if California is uh, listed on the U.S. BGA as a state. Yeah, we just had our we just had our national tournament down there last uh, fall down in Sacramento. Oh. And 
two of our members are, are on the board are from California. We have uh, three or four members uh, on, on the in the organization from California. Uh, one of them, I don't know if anybody's familiar with uh, the entertainer Tom Sullivan. He's in the organization. Um, and he was at our nationals uh, two years ago and he performed and sang and played golf and uh, nice guy, real nice guy. First time I'd met him. Um, but yeah, California is a, a, a very active state. So if I go on the website and look under California, I'll be given contacts and that sort of thing. Is that correct? Yeah. And if you don't, and if you don't find them there, uh, and get a hold of me and I'll, I'll get you the phone numbers for people or, or whatever. Okay. Cause I would like to learn. And again, here in Sacramento, I've tried my hand at it a couple of years ago, or actually more like five years ago. And for various reasons, I had to give it up, but my health is better now. So I'd like to actually yeah. reach out yeah. to your course with pro. Yeah, and no, we had a, we had a, we had a real, real nice tournament down there in Sacramento last year. Where did you actually uh, play when you were here? Oh, I knew you were going to ask that. I can't remember the course anymore. Um, Hopefully it was one shoot, of our was, courses. It was a very nice course. It really was. Um, but I do not remember the name of it, to be honest. No, that's okay. We have several, and we can play all year long. Um, most I know, of the time. That's why <laughs> most of the time. No, so, Judy, no uh, as, as another woman, I'm coming to do join you, Judy. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so, well, thank you again. What you have to do, yeah, what you have to do to join, uh, you got to pay pay 100 bucks to, to be, be a member. I and mean, then you have to go out and play three rounds of golf, three 18 holes to get scores. And if you're a new member, it looks really tough, and it is because you got to play stroke and you got to play it out until you're done. But then once you get your score, I mean, I haven't played a stroke game in five years, and I've got. Then once you're done with that, you can go to play your Stableford. But they need they need three scores so you, you can get a handicap. Mm -hmm. uh, then you submit those scores to our our handicap uh, chairman, uh, Jojo McCarron. He's out of Alabama, and. Uh, He'll get you. He'll then. Then you're in. Then you can. You, then you can uh, play in any tournament and win your trophies and brag and everything else. <laughs> well, it sounds like it'd be better if the new people like myself would go get some lessons under our belt and then maybe consider oh, yeah. joining for that. Yeah. Yep, I would do that. I would do that because you don't want to go out and spend a lot of money until you find right. out that you like it. Exactly. Exactly. So. All right. But the key is getting a, you know, if you can, and I know Judy, Judy's husband, Tom is her coach. And, uh, I have um, a couple different people that I use. If my main coach can't, can't play, can't do it, can't go to a tournament. Um, and, and if you can't, if you don't have a coach, most, all the tournaments that I've ever been to, uh, they'll find you a coach down there. If you, if you can't get one. Mm -hmm. uh, when I had my tournament here, I had to find uh, <clears throat> coaches for about, I don't know, three, three people, three, four people. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, that's an uh, interesting experience for the new coaches. They love it. You know, and we got, when I had ours up here, we, we got our, uh, uh, the local high school golf team involved oh. and they had a blast. Um, you know, and it was, it was a whole, a whole new world for them too. To, you know, it was an eye opener for them. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, we have another raised hand. Tim Hill. There's yeah, Tim again. Uh, yeah, uh, there I am. What about uh, par three golf courses? Can you play those? Um, or does that have to be? No, 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 no. You got to play. You got to. We got to play. If you if you you can go out and play a par or um, like a nine hole course, but you got to play it twice to get your score. But on par threes, no. On a par three course, no. You can't. You can't use those for your score. Okay. Unfortunately, because I love par threes, you just have to yeah smack you know, <laughs> smack it good one time and you're on the green. Um, but uh, no, they they don't count those as um, as getting your score. But like I say, you can go out to a par nine or not a par nine, a nine hole course and play that twice. To, uh, and you don't even have to do it twice in the same day. And then you just add your score up. And that's your score. That's, that's, that's one score. Okay. We have no more raised hands. Kurt. Okay. Um, I I gave the number. Will somebody keep the numbers and stuff for uh, case somebody wants to get involved or. I think we usually would now have people make note of it. I, this is, this is Janet Dickelman. I I will have the numbers also if anyone wants to reach out to me and my information is pretty much all over the place. If you want to reach (laughs) out to me to get his information. So Thank yeah, you, like I say, if anybody if anybody's interested, uh, contact Sheila or just if you want to call call me, and I will gladly get you pointed the right right direction. And um, who is the person from California? That was Stephanie. Uh, Stephanie. Yeah, if you're if, if you want, you give me a call, and I can give you some phone numbers to. Uh, uh, contact out in uh, out in Cal in Sacramento, actually. Um, okay. Okay. Bob Bank, Bob Bob Banks is our is on our board, and he's he's our he's our main computer guy out there. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And he he'd gladly talk to you. Well, thank you. And I can I didn't write your number down, so I could call Janet and get it. Is that or Kurt? If you want to yeah, give it one more time. Yeah, yeah. My number is six one two seven five one. Sixty-five ninety-one. Oh, okay. And uh, can I get my I can get my email on as course. well if you want. If you, all right. Uh, my email is uh, c jones one zero two six at p r t e l as like Patrick Tom Edward Larry dot com. What does no Patrick Robert Tom Edward Larry P R T E L dot com. So strange strange email. <laughs> <clears throat> but no, I'd glad we'd glad to hear or you know, like we said, like I said, talk to anybody that wants to get you know, learn about the game, whether you want to join us or not. We'd still like to, you know, help you out get started and uh, go from there. And Tim, I expect to see you uh, out at a golf course in the future. <laughs> well, uh, this is. Hopefully. 
Okay, and we still have no further raised hands. All right, then I guess if um, All right. we want well, to- Well, thank you uh, for having me. Nancy, as the membership chair for this call, yep. do you have any closing words you want to say? I'd just like to thank everyone who joined the call. And I think, was it Diane that, that was doing it? Or what was your, um, yes, I'm, I'm Diane. I was the it, Zoom it, host. Was our Zoom yeah, host. Yeah, thank, host thanks, Diane, for hosting. Um, and thanks, Kurt, for uh, talking about uh, blind, visually impaired golf for us. Um, well, I appreciate you having me. Subject. Thank okay. you, everybody. Right.